<laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't catch that, huh? Rah, rah, rah. Everybody dance. Because I'm getting new pants. <laughs> the new pants dance. You will have to explain that as part of the breaking news. Okie dokie. All right, boss, what are we talking about today? Hello, and welcome to Messages and Methods, okay. Livecast Life 2.0 Podcast Extravaganza. <laughs> and today, <laughs> we're talking about, uh, this is week number six out of 11, expanding your brand with podcasting and blogging. That's the topic for today. We'll get into that and uh, more in just a moment. You know, with all of that, you didn't tell them who you were. Oh, I'm your host, Shelly Carty. And I'm your producer and director, Toby Yunus. <laughs> We're going to have a good time today. We've got Yay. lots to talk about, including some breaking news. Woohoo. Stay tuned. Are you dancing yet? Are you dancing yet, people? If you are in your 50s or older, we've got something wonderful to share with you. Do you want to produce a live stream, podcast, and blog to quickly expand your brand and business? Or would you like to visit with us, tell us your story and share your message with the world? Experience Messages and Methods live stream podcast with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Every week we come together to discuss topics related to encore entrepreneurs, content marketing, live streaming video, podcasting, and blogging. We share stories, experiences, and knowledge to help others in their journey to creating a highly visible online presence. Subscribe today and become a part of our treasured community. All right. Our treasured community. That's right. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to like it. Don't forget to like it. <laughs> better like it. You better like what, what Jesse. All right. Today is uh, expanding your brand with podcasting and blogging. But first, let's say uh, what's up with you, Toby. How was your week? What's going on? Wow. Total surprise. Didn't know that was going to happen. Well, I'm well, kind yeah. of not prepared. Oh. So the only thing of any worth was I got my third uh, coronavirus vaccine, the booster, booster, booster shot. Mm -hmm. And I got my flu shot. Mm -hmm. And so I spent the day like just feeling, I don't know, I don't, these things don't affect me anymore. I think that just comes with age. Like you already have so many viruses in you already. What's that microbiome? Mm -hmm. My 98, the 98% of me that's microbiome. Yeah. It already has these things. So I don't, I don't have any side effects. Well, that's good. Yeah. I got my flu shot too. But you haven't gotten your third. You're not qualified because you're a- No, I'm too young. Too young. I'm too young and beautiful. Yeah. 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 It's only for us old, <laughs> ugly guys, apparently. So, and you? Um, yeah, I did that. And we, we uh, kind of- Kevin and I kind of decided, well, I think we're just about done with so much of yard work. You know, we'd, we, all summer long. Mm -hmm. we're doing yeah, yard you guys work. are putting a lot. Every Saturday and Sunday morning, we'd get up and we would do yard work. And we did quite a lot. And our yard is very large, as you know. Yeah. And uh, I drove we finally said, shop. you know what? It's getting to the point where we're slowing down. So let's get all the tools put away and pick up everything, put it all in the shed, put it all away, uh, dug up some of the plants and re uh, took them out of the dirt, washed off the roots and potted them as hydroponic plants. So mm -hmm. we have uh, two jalapeno peppers and two other kind of like small bell pepper, lunchbox peppers um, plants. But you guys are going big with the hydroponics. And well, we're, we're trying, you know, and we got a tomato uh, plant that we're that's growing pretty good, mm -hmm. and we put that in there. So it's almost a salsa box, you know. Yeah. Yeah, the six. Is it six? Yeah, it's six, six. So it's three and three in the in the box in the hydroponic box. Oh, all the ingredients for salsa. Well, it's tomatoes and peppers. Mm. I mean, I don't have onions because you know me. 
I don't like onions. And you know, and then you don't have cilantro because I you know me. Didn't plan any cilantro. You know the weird thing about cilantro. It, I bought it, a box of salad this week, uh, a small box of salad, and it was like mixed greens or something like that. And they put it in and there. And there was cilantro in there. And I was like, oh, I'm never buying this if I'm taking it to Toby's. Germany, Germany. Cilantro. It sneaked it in there. Um, so I should mention to you that uh, that Kevin, Shelley's husband, who's uh, uh, he's he's as curious about things as I am. So he picks up on something and grabs it by the teeth, and he starts learning everything about it. So he had been learning about hydroponics, and um, and they were coming over one Sunday for uh, dinner, and he brought some hydroponic stuff. Screen here. Pardon sorry. me. I guess we could. Yeah, we don't have to Since do that. We're do talking it. now. Um, and he bought me some hydroponic stuff. And uh, so I made a small container, a plastic storage container worth of hydroponics. So I'm going to try it out and see what it's like over the winter. Um, and the reason he did that is because I mentioned to him, I was going to spend that 800 bucks on something called a garden. It's this hydroponic device that sits in your kitchen and has up to 30 different slots. Mm -hmm. And Kevin wanted me to avoid spending the money. Um, and so he introduced yeah. me to it. So I'm I mean, you can always spend the money later if it's something you love yeah, that much, yeah. but I mean, you don't have to. This is, I've never been, you already you know, had the tote. Right. And he just brought had all the, the other pieces, the saw thing. And yeah. Yeah. And just, I've got a, I've got a couple of basil, basil plants outside and our rosemary plants all start there. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, there was one other thing I wanted to mention. What was it? Um, I'll I'll think of it while you're talking, I'm sure. Oh, okay. Let's go back to you. Are you ready to do presentation? I think we're ready now. All right. We talked all about what we're talking about. Yes. Uh, I do want to mention that uh, for those of you that are interested, the Super Chat light is lit. If you'd like to contribute to our it's little project. Lit. Uh, it's like totally lit. Uh, you can go down to the <laughs> bottom of the chat window and you'll see a, a grayed out by st but stylized dollar sign. Click on that dollar sign and YouTube will walk you through the process of sharing some of your income with us. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably not turn the best your income way to... into outgo. <laughs> we can help you spend your money. <laughs> We're good at that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ready? Yes. But first, oh, I got to take this off take so you can see down. it. And then, uh, but first. But first, there's this. There's breaking, breaking news. news. All right. So we found out, uh, we follow, we have... Well, I get a lot of email. <laughs> One of the emails told me about this article that was uh, posted in Bloomberg yesterday. YouTube looks to hire its first executive fo po focused on podcasts. So I'm going to just read through this very quickly for you. It's a short article that came out yesterday by Lucas Shaw. Uh, the video site is looking for someone to manage the growing number of podcasts uploaded every day. YouTube is looking to hire an executive to oversee its podcasting business, a new position for the video giant, and a sign that its parent, Alphabet Inc.'s Google, is starting to take the category seriously. YouTube is already one of the top destinations for podcast listeners, with many producers creating videos while taping episodes and uploading them to the site. The Joe Rogan Experience, one of the biggest podcasts in the world, has more than 11 million subscribers on YouTube, and some popular YouTubers like Logan Paul and H3H3 have branched out into podcasts. Yet YouTube has thus far done little to customize its app or website for podcast listeners, with teams on the mobile apps division at Google handling the work. Now, YouTube is seeking an executive to be in charge of organizing and managing the millions of podcasts that already exist on the site, a spokesperson confirmed. Podcasting is a small business relative to online video. YouTube generated almost $20 billion in advertising sales last year, while the entire podcasting business didn't top $1 billion in the U.S. But podcast advertising sales are expected to double this year. Many of Google's competitors compete for podcast listeners. Spotify Technology SA has spent billions of dollars buying podcasting companies and shows, while Amazon.com Inc. and Apple Inc. are both starting to invest more as well. Spotify has also begun to dabble in video podcasts, known as vodcasts, and limits the length of videos that Rogan can post to YouTube. 
Podcasts have had a couple of different homes at Google. They were first slotted inside Play Music, a service that shut down to make way for a YouTube-branded offering. Then Google moved them into a dedicated Android app, and that's the Google Podcasting app. Um, So that is, once again, uh, if you would like to read that for yourself, it is on Bloomberg.com in an article written October 5th, uh, 2021 by Lucas Shaw. And uh, what's important to mention about that is uh, that last couple of paragraphs where uh, the impetus for uh, YouTube uh, taking on podcasting is actually coming from the competition. And that's good. Spotify, <clears throat> excuse me. Spotify is uh, a, a leading competitor in the audio space. <clears throat> excuse me. I should turn your microphone down when I do that as well because you didn't hear me that. Uh, Spotify is a big competitor. Amazon is investing uh, a lot of money in, into it. Apple has always had a consistent investment. They do have a podcast uh, app. Uh, and uh, we're, we're, of course, if you're a podcaster, you should be on Apple and Google and Spotify at a minimum. And now Amazon, we just, uh, last week, I think we joined the uh, ranks of the Amazon podcasters. So the important thing to note here is that when you get a company like YouTube, which is a subsidiary of Google, the two largest search engines in the world, start taking enough of an interest in podcasting to hire an executive associated with it. And this is not somebody that's going to come out of college. This is going to be somebody probably from Spotify uh, or one of those companies that already have the experience and they'll uh, they'll recruit them over to YouTube to kind of build out that podcast. And I imagine eventually we'll see another YouTube icon with the little headphones or the microphone on it so that if you want to just stick with podcasts, you can do that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's a good announcement for uh, not only the industry, but it's a good announcement for those of us who are podcasting mm-hmm. and who expect uh, to grow as a result of this. That's right. So good news, breaking news. So get in now, right? Ground floor. So I know uh, Shelly doesn't like uh, blowing her own horn, but uh, yesterday she was asked (laughs) to do a presentation, um, and I can't remember the group's name. It's a meetup group for uh, creative, intuitive people. Creative and intuitive people, but not necessarily extroverts. No. (laughs) No. Uh, anyway, it was called the five hidden secrets of podcasting and we recorded it and we've uploaded it to the M&M channel. So if you want to see that presentation that was conducted uh, for that group yesterday, uh, go to M&M, uh, messages and methods and look up five hidden secrets of podcasting for fun and profit. And Shelly will share some of her knowledge with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, let's get things out of the way. Today's topic is anchor FM and, um, and WordPress. And as you know, from our conversations in the past, we're big fans of both. But the question is, why, why do you even want to focus? If you're already making videos, if you're already doing live streaming and, and videos, why do you want to expand that? And the answer is brand. And I'm going to let Shelly handle kind of the reading of this, but I'm going to tell you what I've learned in my experience. Brand is the perception that people have of you and your product or your service and your company when they're not in contact with you. So my brand right now comes as a result of the fact that you're watching either this live stream or later on this video. And so you start making certain assumptions about me and Shelly together. Um, when you when we're not here, and not that we expect that we're going to be on your mind all the time, but one day something's going to pop up. You're going to see that article about uh, the new YouTube executive finally being hired to handle podcasts, and we're going to come to your mind. And at that point, you're going to determine, there's a determination of what our brand is in your own mind, your perception of us. Is it a positive one? Is it a negative one? Uh, good examples. Uh, Facebook this week uh, not only had a, um, what do they call them, Uh, whistleblower come out, but then they covered, they invited that whistleblower to come and speak in front of Congress. And so there was a lot of negativity associated with that. And then to top that off, they had a 10-hour outage with all of their products from Facebook to Instagram to WhatsApp 
et cetera. So that left a really kind of negative taste in everybody's mouth and the brand value fell. And as a matter of fact, in terms of advertising, it's measurable. They lost uh, money on the stock stock market. They lost advertising revenue. So it took a downturn and Facebook always struggles with the perception of how it plays a role in our lives. And so part of it was, um, what happens from here? What do they have to do in order to reconstruct their brand? Because right now their the brand value has gone down because the perception of the brand has gone down. Mm-hmm. So brand uh, is important and that's why there's a definition, Shelley. So a lot of people think branding is just the symbols that you see. Uh, for instance, on the slide, you see the word wiki. So you kind of know, oh, this is a wiki. Uh, product that you're seeing on the screen. You look up in the corner, you see the M&M branding. Um, You look down at the bottom, you see the messages and methods scroll. And in the background, you see our our banner. Uh, You can see that I'm wearing the AGK Media Studio uh, brand on my shirt. And that's a lot of branding. Then our colors are there. So that's a lot of branding that's subtle, right? It's, it's maybe you notice it, maybe you don't, maybe it fades into the background for you. But what isn't subtle is what you think of us uh, when you see us. Uh, Toby was on another show Monday night, and a lot of people were excited to see him. And they automatically think uh, certain things when they see him. Oh, he's very thoughtful. He's very smart. He always takes the high road and no matter what's going on, uh, you know, and, and they have these thoughts about him and they express those thoughts in the chat when he comes on screen. So Toby carries personal brand with him no matter where he goes. And so do I, of course, but, um, so when I showed up yesterday for this meetup group, they began to understand what my brand was. My brand is about teaching and uh, being cooperative and helping others and uh, supporting people who have a mission to make the world a better place. These are the brands that are our personal brands. When people see us, they understand that about us and uh, we become known for that so that when we pop up somewhere and people recognize us, they immediately think, okay, well, Toby is this, this, and this, Shelly is this, this, and this. And that is part of our personal brand that goes with us no matter where we go. And having a personal brand requires more than anything else consistency. Uh, And again, I'll use the Facebook example. If you have a brand, uh, if there's a brand perception about you about Facebook, and then you have two days worth of really bad luck, you lose that uh, consistency factor, and you have to build it back up. So one of the requirements of brand is that you you behave, whether you're a large corporation like Mercedes-Benz, or you're Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice, you behave consistently, because the minute you do something out of expectations, the brand value, your brand perception and your brand value is going to change, mostly in, in uh, a negative way. So if I were to stand up and start yelling at you guys over some political thing that happened, it would change my brand value and it would lower it and you'd have to kind of overcome that. S- some of you actually wouldn't be able to overcome it. Some of you would go like, well, I didn't know he was that kind of guy. I'll never be back to visit him, no matter how much information he can provide. So your brand is one of the most important and valuable assets that you own. So make sure that you maintain your brand consistency and the quality and level of your brand as well. Oh, we got a comment. Let me check out comments here. Oh, it's Evo. Hello and good evening. Ivo. Ivo. So let's go back to the presentation and let's talk about, I, I want to bring back uh, the idea of, of why the importance. So brand is what enables you to follow that line of relationship. Uh, the quality of your brand, the consistency of your brand, uh, the uh, value of your brand is what enables you to build a relationship between you and your customers. And you've seen this chart before. It's a, it's a chart that we use very often, especially when you're, we're dealing with our clients, to explain the importance of all of this when it comes to consistency and quality. Those are the most two, two most important parts of, the, of your uh, brand building. Charlie? 
So again, for those of you who can't see the chart, uh, the X and Y axis are time and presence. And the more time and the more presence you have uh, with people online when they come to find you wherever you're uh, appearing, the more you are with those people, the faster you go up that line from visibility to credibility to trust to transformation and to create a relationship with those people. And if you want a positive relationship with those people, then you want to present yourself as a positive person with a positive brand. And time and presence aren't the same thing. Time is a measure that, that we all know. Presence is how much you're there. How involved are you? And it could be just in uh, our doing our presentation today where we're committing to the quality of our presentation. We are present, right? And you know we're present because you can feel it on your end. But if we're together, if I'm standing in a conference and I'm uh, having a conversation with one, presence requires me not only to make a credible contribution to the conversation, but to listen to them as well. That's what we mean by presence. It's another form. It's another way to describe engagement. How engaged are you in all of this, in this conversation, whether it's happening in a live stream where the only way you can uh, respond is via uh, a chat, uh, or you're at a conference and you're uh, networking and you're speaking to someone, how present are you? And uh, that presence has value to that person. Shelly, uh, oh, let me do this yeah, one first because ahead. it's a technical one. So uh, what is podcasting? Uh, so we, you, you heard that uh, from that breaking news that YouTube is going to make an investment uh, in podcasting by announcing that they're hiring someone who's going to manage all the podcasts on YouTube, the, the uh, platform. Podcasting has been around a long time. My first podcast was uh, in 2006. And by that time, there were podcasting uh, supporting platforms. And so it made it real easy to podcast. Podcasting is making an audio recording, right? Uh, although some people like us will start with a video, but primarily it's an audio recording. It's uploaded to one of the podcast hosts or distribution platforms. And what is created is an RSS feed. An RSS feed stands for uh, real simple uh, syndication. And I'm not sure who came up with it. It was like, well, I we just want to have a real simple way to syndicate these things. And what syndication means is that once you upload a podcast to that platform, uh, it, uh, it informs all your subscribers because they've subscribed to that feed, that RSS feed that you've just uploaded a podcast. And they have the option then of downloading that podcast uh, either onto their smartphone or any other device for that matter, or just listening to it on the platform. Uh, but that's what makes, that's what makes uh, podcasting uh, so different from a lot of other sources. Let me give you an example. In Facebook, if you're my friend and I post something to Facebook, you see it, right? It'll pop up in your feed and it'll say, Toby just posted a picture of a sunset, another picture of a sunset. That's the equivalent. That's a very different kind of feed, but it's a feed that's that to let you, my subscribers, my friends in this case, know. The same is with YouTube. If you subscribe to our channel and we upload a video, you are informed that we have uploaded a video. Podcasting is the audio version of that concept. Uh, and we're going to talk in a few minutes of why it's become uh, so valuable uh, and important to everyone. Shelly, was there anything that you wanted to add to that? Uh, the RSS feed is important because you can take the link that uh, goes to your feed and you can put that anywhere that podcasts can be hosted. Uh, so that's uh, why uh, we want to point that out to you for sure is so that you know that you have one and what you can do with it. And back in the olden days, you had to do that manually. You had to take your RSS feed and you had to distribute that and share that with everyone in order for them to be aware uh, that, your, uh, that your podcast had been uploaded. Now the platforms handle all of that for you. They create the RSS feeds and making an RSS feed, which you can do, is, uh, is uh, out of the ordinary. Uh, if you want to be on a platform that doesn't use RSS feeds, you can actually create one. We're going to talk about that uh, in a little bit as well. So uh, who's listening to all these podcasts? Um, 
and I won't go through all the details in the slide, but a significant percentage, right? And this is just through 2017. Uh, from 2013 to 2017, it doubled in size. From 2017 to 2020, it doubled again in size. I'm going to explain why in just a few minutes. Um, the biggest listeners are the millennials, followed by Gen X, followed by boomers. Uh, and Gen Z, uh, because they're younger, uh, don't males over females, and then education level, high school, graduate degree, bachelor's degree, some college. So the graduate degree and bachelor's degree with some college make up most of the readers. But Shelley found a real interesting statistic in terms of uh, monetizing value. Shelley? Well, and this statistic is from a uh, survey that was done and put out in April of 2021 that 45% of monthly podcast listeners have household income over 75k. So that's informing you that it is worthwhile to create your podcast, to stick with it, and to uh, advise people how to uh, spend their money in a way that's going to benefit them and you at the same time. And there's nothing better in terms of a podcast if you can help people grow. And growing comes in a variety of forms, either personal growth, wealth growth, educational growth. And, and that's why all those podcast topics become so important. Now, we were having a conversation with uh, someone that was on Shelly's pod, uh, I'm sorry, Shelly's presentation yesterday. And she mentioned that she had been concerned because she had taken a, a break from her podcast and she wanted to know what to do about it. And we asked, Shelly asked, why, what was the break about? And she said, uh, I had some personal issues that I had to overcome. And I'm not, I'm not going to be good at, at repeating exactly what she said. But the impression that you got was that she experienced some personal issues that she had to focus and deal with and now has dealt with them and now was coming back. And what do I do with my podcast? Do I come? Because it was like six months, I think she said. So she felt like she had taken the hiatus without telling people uh, why she was taking that uh, break and what she should do about it. And my response to her was, tell that story, uh, that story of personal growth, because you're telling us that now. So you must have come through it right? You're still not in that situation. You must have come through it. You're talking about it. That's a good story to tell to come back from your podcast. So if you ever have a problem with, uh, with what do I make a podcast about? Uh, the, the first answer to that question is make a podcast about you and what you've learned in life. Then make a podcast about what you've, uh, what you've built a career on then uh, you could make a podcast about the things that excite you the most. Let's say you're into astrophotography. Make a podcast. So it's, it's not hard to find a topic to make a podcast, and it's become so easy in, uh, to do that uh, that it's worthwhile taking. And it's free. It doesn't cost you anything but your time. Mm -hmm. so, um, so don't make it easy to make a podcast. So the big question is, why are people listening? And there are, there are a number of reasons why people are listening. And, and like the, the top two are why I listen. First of all, it's portable. Everything's on your smartphone now. So uh, if you're standing around your house, you can download the podcast that you want. Then you can go for a run. You can go for a drive. You can do anything because that's the next thing. More people are spending time in transit with something other to do than listen to AM or FM radio. And uh, so not only can you listen to uh, things like Spotify or listen to uh, XM Sirius, but XM Sirius has several channels that focus on the podcasting model, PRX being one of them. PRX is a uh, byproduct of, uh, of uh, public access radio, public, public radio, PRS. What is public radio? There's a PBS, public NPR. broadcasting, NPR, PBS. <laughs> uh, and PRX is a byproduct that focuses on podcasts. That's all they do. They play, they play one after the other. They play podcast episodes one after the other. And so some of them aren't necessarily as interesting to me as others, but I listen to learn about how successful podcasts format their podcast and what they're talking about and how they build them in a documentary style or a newsy style, et cetera. But that's because there's this more time that's being spent in 
uh, transit. And then the other thing, as we talked about earlier, the online music services are growing very, very rapidly for exactly the same reason, smartphones and times in transit. And people are making investments. Spotify is making a tremendous uh, investment in audio. And it, and it doesn't make any difference whether it's their music playing or now their uh, green room, which is uh, clubhouse style conversations in audio, or the investments they're making in managing podcasts. Spotify owns our podcast distribution platform, Anchor FM. And the other one that's making a big investment is Amazon. So when you see companies like Amazon, Apple, and Spotify investing in podcasts and your YouTube, and you say, oh, we don't do audio, we do video. No, you start looking for an executive from probably, as I said, one of those companies that's going to come over and help you build out your podcasting platform. Shelly? Why are people listening? Well, there are lots and lots of reasons. There's as many reasons as there are kinds of people. And it could be because they want to learn something or they want to feel motivated and inspired. Or maybe one of their favorite uh, celebrities has a podcast. So they get started that way. And then they binge perhaps all of uh, the Obama's podcasts and uh, they're like ready for more. So then they start looking, okay, well, who is similar to that? And who's, who's talking about this? And I want to hear more about this and that. So they begin to branch out. Most people uh, do uh, subscribe to more than one podcast uh, because they want fresh content every day. I go on a walk every morning. I want a new a podcast to listen to every day. Uh, I listen to several different ones that I subscribe to because one of them comes out on Mondays, one of them comes out on Tuesdays, one of them comes out on Wednesdays. So I always have fresh content from people I like uh, every day while I go on my walk. And I've curated these according to what I want to hear, what kinds of information I'm looking for. And then sometimes I'll just, you know, scroll around through it and say, well, you know, I don't have a lot of interest in that topic this week. Uh, he's talking about this or they're talking about that and I'm not interested. So I might might get an email from somebody, you might meet somebody in a networking event and they say, I have a podcast, check it out. So I'll go check out this new podcast, take a, take it for a spin, see if I like it. And if I do, I subscribe and I'll put them into that rotation. I basically listen to podcasts that are aligned with my interests. I listen to podcasts on politics, international relationships, things that are happening in the intelligence community, conspiracy theories or anti-conspiracy theories, depending on what you look at it. But I do the same thing. It's on my smartphone. All I have to do is subscribe to those channels and, and they download and create a library that's unique to me. And then when I have the time, uh, I listen to them. One of the neat things is that uh, just as little as, as, as the beginning of the pandemic, I used to have my TV on in the background uh, to one of the news channels, and it was always on. It was that, that keeping me company, just noise. Didn't mean I sat down, but it always required at some point that I had to kind of get involved with the TV. Now, instead, um, I use Alexa, and I can tell Alexa to play one of my podcasts. And I can do a lot of other things. I can put her around with stuff with a podcast running in the background, and I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to view it. So that's that addictive effect that they're talking about from learning or uh, being able to multitask because you don't have to be that involved with it. It just plays in the background. And and uh, Shelley said it, and, and I'll back her on this. My Whatever my exercise is for that day, whether it's cycling or running, walking very fast, but not running. Uh, it goes much faster uh, when you, uh, it, it just, the time goes by if you're listening to a podcast simultaneously uh, and you're learning on it because you're focused on that podcast and not the fact that you're, you know, plodding painfully, along, yeah, plodding along with or, intensity. Yeah. Waddling with intensity. <laughs> okay. So why do we pick Anchor FM? Why did Anchor FM become our uh, favorite uh, platform or pro platform of choice? You know, and we've mentioned in the past that whenever we make a live stream, uh, uh, StreamYard, which is the product that we use to, uh, to produce this live stream, actually produces two different files at the end. So there's the live stream. It goes automatically goes up onto YouTube. You can, as for those of you that know YouTube, if you want to download that file, you're perfectly welcome to do that. Um, StreamYard produces two files 
at the end of your uh, live stream. One is a video file, and you can store that as an archive. You can put it in folders to make sure if you somebody ever, like like somebody did a couple of years ago, uh, they hack into your YouTube channel, you have backup. You have all those videos backed up. But more importantly, it produces an audio file, a, a raw, clean audio file. Now, we, you've heard us say in the past, we don't invest a lot of time in editing, uh, whether it's video or audio. So that raw audio file that comes out of today's live stream with our faux pas and dancing and making jokes and all of that thing, that is uploaded directly to Anchor FM. Uh, and like I said, we chose, there's lots of others. There are lots of others. Uh, just Google the top 10 um, uh, podcast platforms. Um, and you'll get a list from Blogspot all the way down to Libsyn. I mean, it, every, everybody has their own choice. We're, we're going to a conference next week, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. We're going to a conference next week, and Libsyn seems to be the popular platform. And that's one of the oldest. When I first got my start back in 2006, that's what I was on. And uh, that it, because it was free, uh, it was, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, when it's like uh, OBS, it's open source. Oh, mm -hmm. It's an open source and uh, they're in constant development and they're funded through donations and uh, you know, uh, like any any nonprofit organization. Um, so there's a lot to choose from. We chose Anchor FM. And the reason that we chose Anchor FM is this. Shelly? All right. So as, as you can see, Anchor FM gives us an RSS feed link along with distributing our podcast automatically to all of those podcasts you see there. Breaker, Google, Apple, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, CastBox, and Overcast. We additionally felt really good about our choice of Anchor FM when we found out that Spotify purchased Anchor, uh, which gave us the impression that Anchor is the place to be, right? Uh, Spotify recognizes that. Spotify is the uh, largest audio provider uh, of podcasts and music. Uh, today. So we have a lot of faith in uh, Spotify's decision to back Anchor, and uh, it helped us to solidify our opinion of Anchor being the place to be. And make sure that uh, as you uh, grow your brand, uh, depending on how you're going to approach it, that you're aware of some of these big players. Be aware of what Spotify is investing in. So for example, Spotify saw the growth of Clubhouse. Uh, Clubhouse, for those of you uh, that aren't familiar with it is a uh, audio social presentation audio. plan, the social audio platform. Spotify saw that. Uh, I, I wouldn't be, they started their own called Green Room, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised because Spotify does have a lot of money in the bank uh, if they end up buying Clubhouse and just rebranding it into uh, their product. So the point that I was trying to make is watch what Spotify is doing when it comes to social audio, which is going to include podcasts and things like you see in uh, Clubhouse. Also keep an eye on Amazon. Amazon is always expanding and looking for ways to reach into your kitchen from uh, Alexa. Uh, can I tell my Alexa story? Uh, I guess so. Okay, so I had to... Uh, we were talking about... You want to go full screen? Yeah. So quick Alexa Our story. Story Story time. Story, story time. So um, I have Alexa on the counter in my between my kitchen and my living room slash den. And so uh, Shelly and I were talking about uh, checking into our hotel next week and we wanted to get an early check-in so that... Um, so that we could start doing the interviews because Shelly has already scheduled some interviews that we're going to do there. And so I called and I was on hold for just a second. I finally got it. And the young lady answered the phone and she said, hi, this is the Phoenix, what was it? Scottsdale Plaza Resort. Uh, this is Alexa. <laughs> and I had to say to her, I can't call you Alexa because I'm talking to Alexa. And if she's, I'm talking to you through Alexa, because I was calling through Alexa. And if I say your name, uh, she's going to go off and do something else. So I'm going to call you Ryan, which is one of my daughter's <laughs> names. I had to call this poor young lady Ryan because I couldn't call her Alexa. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. 
Okay, so did we finish this slide? Why Anchor so. FM? Mostly, uh, one, it uh, it's uh, a hosting platform. And I, I actually have a set of screens that I'm going to show you at the presentation because I want to show you some things that are always interesting to me uh, with Anchor FM. But again, as Shelly said, it's a great distribution platform as well. Oh, and I just wanted to mention that RSS feed comes in handy <clears throat> because they don't automatically send it to Amazon for us. So we can take that RSS feed link and put it into the Amazon Music uh, portal. So now we have our our podcast on Amazon. So well. if you go to your Amazon or if you ask your Alexa, play messages and methods from Amazon, she'll play it for you. Mm -hmm. um, so... Let's go from podcasting to blogging. What is blogging? Blogging is uh, writing, but again, like podcasting, it's the writing of your experiences, your knowledge, your opinions um, in a consistent and high quality way. And there are some people, and I tell Shelly this all the time because I feel the difference. There are some people who who are better at speaking. So uh, live streaming and podcasting are ideal for us because we don't have to write. I mean, literally, when I have to write a description of one of our videos, I literally just slide the keyboard over to Shelly because she's a writing person. And she can write blog posts and she has a good time with them. And, and she's right now, she's working on publishing a book that's the result of like seven or eight years worth of blog posts and her experiences associated with it and what experiences came from her, um, you know, how she blogged about what her experiences were over that time and how it changed her. So my point is that if you're the kind of person that enjoys telling your story via writing, as opposed to switching out and telling you your my Alexa story via live stream, then blogging is perfect for you. It's still about capturing opinions, experience, knowledge, uh, attitudes, you know, whatever you want it to be. Shelly? Well, as the internet started out, it was completely text-based, right? Uh, pictures and videos came later because they are uh, data intensive. Text, if you send somebody a text file, you can send a ton of text. But if you're trying to send a video, you may not even be able to send it because it's too big. It takes up too much memory, too much space. It's, it's a big file. So blogging is great because you can get millions of words about your topic into a blog that then tells everybody, hey, this person and this brand is about this because they use those words, those key words. And, uh, you know, if that's a key word that you're interested in, then you're going to want to read this blog. So let's take a look at the uh, top blogging platforms. Uh, the top, the absolute top blogging platform is WordPress. The reason WordPress has been around uh, the longest. It it was at one point open source, but what happened was because it was open source, people started developing templates for it and you can buy the templates. So if you want to use WordPress for your business website, there's a template that works inside WordPress or a plugin, or a plugin that enables you to do that. If you're um, a seller of products and of products, You'll, you can find a plugin or template that will enable you to do that. So that's why uh, WordPress commands such a big market share and such a big respect from the people that are bloggers. It's also very good at search engine optimizing. So when you write, let's say you have a WordPress blog and it's about the Forest Fen treasure hunt. Uh, if you write an article about the Forest Fen treasure hunt, not only does it start creating backlinks for you, but anyone else who has a blog about the Forest Fen treasure hunt, uh, it informs them. Toby, even if I didn't have any contact with them, if the to their topic is Forest Fen treasure hunt, uh, uh, WordPress uh, lets them know that I just finished an article uh, on that topic. Behind WordPress is Blogger, then Medium, which is kind of a different model. Medium is an interesting model. It's the it was the product that was designed for journalists. 
so that journalists could post articles there. But they do it now in a format where that space is reserved for that journalist. So there is a Toby Eunice uh, uh, space on Medium in case I want to post anything in writing, which probably won't happen because I don't like writing. But, but anyway, and we also have a Tumblr blog that we used to support the COVID conversations <laughs> when we were running that programming for Dr. Brown. Uh, live journal is sort of a way to journal. Uh, you can keep a diary and you can either make it public or private. That's your choice. Weebly, Wix uh, are basically website type development uh, tools. I don't know about Jekyll. 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 And, and Penzu, Penzu, and Pulse, and, uh, Penzu is an Asian product. And then Pulse is a LinkedIn product, apparently. And I, LinkedIn Pulse, I haven't used. I use LinkedIn itself mm -hmm. to post my blog sometimes. And LinkedIn is a very text-friendly platform. I mean, it'll support all the other platform, uh, all the other things as well. But LinkedIn is very text-friendly. The one that I started on was a product called TypePad, and it's still out there, but it isn't as big as uh, uh, as the others. So. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to answer this real quick. Uh, real quick. Uh, Evo asks us, are you guys doing any more treasure quests? No, Evo, we are Ivo. not. Ivo. Uh, we I, are. <laughs> Kevin had an uncle named Ivo. So. Oh, well, I, I'm glad you knew that because yeah. I didn't. Uh, we are not. Uh, we've moved on from that. Uh, we've, uh, we've just moved on. I don't know what else to, to tell you. Uh, but the nice thing, the cool thing about the top blogging platforms in comparison to uh, our Anchor FM is that Anchor FM uh, has a real nice uh, interactive relationship with uh, WordPress because one of the options that they give you as you establish your Anchor FM presence is do you want a WordPress blog? And it reserves the WordPress blog for you in the same name as your Anchor FM channel. And I told you that when we get to the end here, I'll tell you a little bit more uh, about that. I'm going to show you some examples. But what's cool about that is when you, after you've established your Anchor FM uh, space and you upload an episode as, as soon as you're finished uh, formatting that episode by adding up, you know, a, a picture, what do they call the picture? Cover art. Cover art. Uh, it'll ask you, do you want to make this blog post as well? And you say, if you say yes, it turns it into, automatically turns it into a blog blog post on the WordPress blog that you've reserved uh, with your Anchor FM uh, uh, website. So um, why blog? There are a lot of reasons, and I've listed several of them here, but they have something in common, and I'll explain what it is. So... Uh, blogging primarily, in, it forces you to remain fresh and current. So if you have a blog about the value of podcasting and you see an article about YouTube looking for an executive who's going to ha start handling their podcasts, well, that's fresh and current. And you can just copy that. Some people just copy this. I actually did a presentation once on how to do a blog. And you can do it one of three ways. Number one, you can just take the article, right? Boom, put it in there. Number two, you can take the article, put it in there, and make a paragraph's worth of comment. Or number three, you can read the article, write your opinion on the matter, and then reference the link to the article at the bottom of your opinion. But it's fresh and current, and that's important from the perspective of search engines. It keeps uh, uh, readers on your website much longer because they have to read. Now, there are some people that can't do that. I'm Again, I'm a visual person. It's easier for me to learn something from YouTube than it is from a blog post. But a blog post helps me because it goes into uh, depth, into some depth, and it, also, it usually provides links. YouTubers don't always do that. And then the third reason is, uh, and this is going to sound funny, long tail keywords. So, uh, as the internet evolved, there were three, three things that were used by search engine to find things. One was the title, another was the description, and then another were the what are referred to as tags or keywords. Now, over the years, there have been limitation put on the number of tags. And you, back in the olden days, people would just put literally hundreds of tags. And then Google said, we're going to look at the first 13 
And based on that, we'll make a decision on how to index you, right? The description is now limited to X number of characters. I think it's 180 characters, maybe 200. Uh, but the key, the title, uh, what people started realizing is YouTube puts so much value at the title on the title uh, that they started using what they call long tail keywords. So if I were to upload something to YouTube, uh, I'm sorry, to my blog, um, my blog title would be, uh, this is a post about podcast uh, or building your brand from podcasting and blogging. And my title would actually be all of those words as opposed to a tiny little title. So that's why when Shelly talks about when we spend a little time with each of the titles of our uh, videos, we go to a keyword uh, uh, analyzer. It's analyzing that entire title as a long tailed keyword title. So you don't want to get too crazy, but if you open up any of the um, uh, news publications from CNN to uh, to your local newspaper, and you look at the title, the name of the title uh, up there in the, UR, the URL, you'll see that it's this long title that has all the keywords associated with the title of that, uh, of that page. And uh, it's important, uh, that long tail keyword is important, and I'll explain why in just a second. Shelly? Right. And of course, when we produce our content every week, we produce a video, we produce an audio, and we produce text. Uh, so blogging is a place to put the text that gives people another option, another way to find us. I get an email, uh, I get two, three, four emails a day, in fact, from WordPress saying so-and-so liked your blog post, so-and-so started following your blog post. And it is another way to reach people who are not watching us on YouTube, who are not finding our podcast, they find our blog. And in, I, in my blog, at the top, it always says, this presentation was live streamed on YouTube on such and such day. If you'd like to go watch the video, here's the link. So they can also watch the link, the video if they want. Uh, the podcast is embedded in the blog, so they can also listen to the podcast. And the blog is there. So it's all in one place for them. And whether they prefer video, audio, or text, they have all three available to them. And, and because of that, uh, there's opportunities for you in a blog post to do some internal linking. You can link to other blog posts, to other videos, as Shelly just said, other videos, other audio uh, or podcasts. It also provides the opportunity for people to link back to you because your blog post becomes kind of a central linking point. So when you write your task and text and follow it up with links to the video, to the audio, to a freebie, whatever it is, and people link back to you because it has value. Well, that link back, the fact that people are linking back to your blog post has some search engine uh, value. And then uh, blog posts help you uh, communicate with your audience in the same way that a live stream enables me to communicate with you right now. Uh, if I were to take what I know on this topic, uh, and instead of doing a one-hour presentation with Shelly, I wrote it down, you, you would read all of that because I would do it in the same way. I would continue to provide information. And the more, and for the person that's a reader and not a visual, uh, doesn't visually absorb information, that's how they like it. And that's how they build that relationship with you. They start building the visibility, credibility, trust, transformation uh, relationship. Here's why all of those things are important. They all are elements of how search engines evaluate who you are and what you write about. Uh, it takes all of those things into consideration and then it, quote, indexes you, unquote. It puts you on uh, the charts effectively. So when somebody says, find me uh, a video that talks about uh, the value of podcasting and blogging, and, and if you do that after about, it used to be 14 days, I'm sure it's shorter now, uh, they will have found that because we have all the tags, the title, uh, description, and tags associated with that, and we would get listed there. And again, I, I think I've already mentioned once that that's why Shelly and I spend so much time getting a title that the keyword search 
tells us this is a really good title. We were struggling with it for this for this title the other day because we were trying different things and they were going like, meh, meh, <laughs> eh, I don't know, that's not so good. And then uh, we tried one last one, right? And it said, oh, 100%, oh, this is a good title. That's why the title of this video is what it is. It isn't because we got a good idea and write the, this, the title of this video not only is associated with the topic, but it's associated with the idea that we put it into a keyword evaluator and we got to the point where it said, hey, now you got something out of this stuff, Meh. but now you've got a title that's worth something because what we're doing is helping search engines find us. And, uh, and uh, when people are looking for topics like this. Oops, did you want to? I'm sorry. No, I'm good. Oh. I, I think I'm done with this. I already talked about this. You go mm. ahead. Well, what, uh, what I wanted to point out is that why Anchor FM? Because Anchor FM automatically creates a WordPress blog for you. You don't have to do any work. It does it for you automatically. And you can then take that audio file. We put it through a product called uh, Descript, which is a transcription service. There are others. Our other favorite is Tammy, T-E-M-I. You've heard us talking about uh, in the past. And then we can take that transcript file, put it into our WordPress blog, or in Shelly's case, any of the text-friendly platforms like LinkedIn, because there are some platforms and some people who just want to see the text and don't necessarily want to hear Toby talking for the next 45 minutes, mm. although it won't be that long. <laughs> they can so, scan and skim through the so Toby talk. The, the reason... <laughs> The reason we do Anchor FM uh, is not only is it a great audio podcasting host, it's also a great audio podcasting distribution platform, and it's also a great uh, uh, text file uh, platform. So it increases your presence. And when I say that, when I use that word presence, I mean, your social media presence, where you are in the world. We are messages and methods, not only on Anchor FM, but those 10, uh, there's up to 10 uh, others. In addition, we use the RSS feed, as Shelly said earlier, for Amazon. And we have a WordPress blog that has both the audio file and the text file associated with it. And the only time that we do any kind of editing in all of this is on the text file. We use Descript to do that because Descript is a tool um, you have to pay for what well, you, I think there is a free version. We, we use the paid one because it has a lot of AI associated with it, a lot of artificial intelligence uh, associated with it. So one of the first things that you do when you upload it is you say, um, what, what's the text that it used? Eliminate all the filler words, filler words, uh, mm, uh, ooh. like, so like, and. so, <laughs> and it, and it uses AI to eliminate all those words for you. So there isn't much editing that you have to do. Oh, the other thing that you do is you assign uh, names to each of the paragraphs so they know who's talking at any given point. And they, they, they give you a couple of samples. They say, who's this talking? You say Toby. And from now on, it using AI, it recognizes Toby. So that's 30 bucks a month. And uh, even if you were making uh, $15 an hour, you would, you, you would, your editing time would be valued at $15 an hour and you would use five, six, seven hours to do what Descript does in an hour. And I think it's important uh, to save that amount of time. So is it a good investment? For us, it's a good investment because it saves uh, so much time. Anything? You've already kind of talked about this. And yeah, and we use it a lot. And we use it a lot. <laughs> we do use it a lot. So Because it's easy. <laughs> why? And that's it. I mean, easy, easy is uh, is... Easy is not having to dedicate time to doing something. It's easy when I don't have to spend hours editing. It's easy when I don't have to spend hours distributing to 10 different platforms. It's easy when I don't have to populate my WordPress blog. It's done for me uh, automatically. And that's where when we, you make a choice like Anchor, Anchor FM in combination with WordPress, you do that because it's easy. It's simple, and it avoids you having to invest additional time in, and effort in building out your presence on uh, the internet. Tell me. This, that's, the thing about it being easy is you're going to have a lot less friction when you go to 
create content every week. It's got to be streamlined. It's got to be simple and it can't take a whole bunch of time or you're not going to keep doing it. You're going to run into those personal problems at home where I don't have time to podcast anymore. Uh, if you don't have a system set up that is easy to follow through on that motivates you to stay with it. So you have to keep it an easy streamlined process when you're deciding to create a podcast, if you want it to continue and be consistent. Yeah. So I don't know whether you noticed, but this is a registered trademark of a brand. So the question I have for you is, where did that come from? So that's it uh, for today's episode, Expanding Your Brand with Podcasting and Blogging. Uh, we didn't want to run through all of it uh, because there is so much to talk about, but you have to know that podcasting and blogging, in addition to live streaming like we are right now, is a good way to expand your brand. I do want to take you over to uh, and show you a couple of pages from Anchor. Um, I'm going to do this real quickly because you can go out and find yourself. It's at Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. This is the Anchor episode creation page. And what happens today after uh, we finish here um, and we all go about our business, Shelly and I will sit here. Uh, StreamYard will let us download the audio portion of this episode and we'll go to this anchor page and we'll upload this episode. But you have some other options here. You can actually record if you don't have a recorder or if you don't have the quality of recorder that you would like to be able to make a podcast, you can actually record it onto Anchor FM just by having a headset. Now, you know, in the past, we told you this is a $250 headset. You don't need a $250 headset. You need a $30 headset. And and we, we could, if you're interested, just let us know. We'll make a recommendation for you. Um, you have a library of your previous podcast. You have your music. You can add messages. One of the things that people can do on Anchor FM is if they're listening to you on a phone, they can press a button. They can say, here's what I think of your latest podcast, Toby and Shelly. It was so informative. And that's stored with your podcast. So the next time you're, uh, you're making out a podcast, you can actually play those messages. And then it provides transitions between the different, different blocks in your uh, podcast. So it's a very comprehensive tool. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to show you is it provides you the dashboard, right? So uh, Anchor FM will give you a dashboard. This is our M&M. We have dashboards for our other products as well, but it makes it easy to use. And uh, you saw, I'm sorry, let me go back one uh, to show you. It has that button right at the top of your dashboard that says connect to wordpress.com. So that's how integrated this uh, this thing is for uh, everyone, uh, including us. And it's a great way to expand your presence on social media. And, and then once you have your Anchor podcast, even if you don't have it, put it on your Facebook page, put it in your Twitter account, put it on your, uh, take clips from it and put it on your uh, TikTok or uh, YouTube shorts. There's a uh, hundreds of different ways you can use a live stream uh, and, and put it into the various uh, social media platforms, regardless of their format. All right. If you're interested in joining us uh, in our AGK community, you can sign up for our weekly updates. And <laughs> I actually have to share that uh, link with you. It's been it's been scrolling across across the bottom, but oh, okay. So subscribe to our weekly update at news agkmedia.studio and that will get you on our email list. We uh, email our subscribers once a week to let you know what's going on, what shows are coming up, what Toby and I are up to and that sort of thing. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So please do join that if you're not already on our list. Uh, and we've recently added um, anything that's breaking in the area of the social media platforms when it comes to uh, uh, the kind of media that we're producing. Right. For instance, we talked about how Facebook had gone down on Monday and how it's imperative, therefore, to also live stream to YouTube and to get your content out on other social media platforms that Facebook doesn't own so that if one goes down, they don't all go down. Right. 
they're they're owned by different companies, so that helps. Uh, we you, and and you have a broad variety of platforms. I think there's 12 different platforms you can stream to, depending on the type of content you're creating. Right now, we're on one, two, three, four, five Facebook pages, five different Facebook pages, and uh, two YouTube channels. So if one goes down or the other. Uh, one or the other goes down, we're safe. Uh, and not only that, of course, that we have a copy of that video that we can eventually, once Facebook comes back up, we can just upload it there. So it's not a big, uh, not a big challenge for us. So yeah, that's why you want to spread your content out on all the platforms that you possibly can. Uh, so if one goes down, then you still have others. Let me play. Uh, let me, let me actually... Figure out which music is. Yeah, let me just figure out which music, so you can say your goodbyes. All right, you want to take our banner off? And... Yeah, I can. Take Thank that. you all for being here with us today for messages and methods and learning more about podcasting and blogging with us today. Please make sure you subscribe and give this uh, video a like. Share it with your family and friends, and tell your uh, tell your neighbors. Tell your <laughs> co-workers tell everybody tell hey, your family and friends you know what eminem has a podcast and you can subscribe super easy and it's yeah. not that eminem it's this eminem yeah. so those of you in the chat room uh let's see mario thanks for dropping by and he said he was glad to see me the other night on uh, the channel uh jens nope this is not chase content you're gonna just have to deal with podcasting live streaming and blogging to expand your social media presence jens yes sir so uh, let me see. That it? That's all we have for today. All right. We'll oh, be back next week. We, so we're going to do a show next week. We're going to do a show next week. It's going to be the day before we travel uh, to our convention, our conference. So we'll be telling you all about what we're expecting to, to do there. And the conference is taking place from Thursday to the following Tuesday. So we'll be back. We won't take any breaks away from the, uh, mm -hmm. from the show. We'll be around uh, with That's you guys right. for the show. All right. Thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us for the AGK Media Studio podcast with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe, leave a great review, and comment with questions or ideas for future shows. Share our podcast with your family and friends and discover how you can become a creative campaign producer at agkmedia.studio or join our Facebook group, Leveraging Your Content. Check the show notes for links and resources and please come back again next week.